Diablo 4 has arrived. As the forces of hell gather, only you can stand in their way. Journey across the expansive open world of Sanctuary. Choose from five powerful classes, then progress them to fit your playstyle. Adventure with your friends in up to four-player co-op with cross-play and cross-progression on all platforms. Welcome to hell. Diablo 4, available now. Rated M for Mature. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Skincare Anarchy. This is your host, Ekta, and today I have an awesome guest um, with me today. Her name is Rushi Roy. She is the founder and CEO of Avrani Beauty um, and Avrani Skincare, and um, I'm so, so excited to introduce her to you guys. She's got an amazing, amazing line. I've been using it nonstop. Welcome, welcome so to the show. I'm so, so happy you said yes to us. Thank you for having me. No, I'm so excited to be here and talk to you more about whatever you want to know. <laughs> yeah, I want to actually, I want to start off by just um, you telling us all about yourself, you know, your career, how you kind of came upon wanting to starting um, Avrani and, you know, all of the details behind all of it. Sure. Um, I mean, I could talk for days on that. So feel free to, to stop me from rambling or ask me <laughs> to elaborate on any given part of it. Um, so I grew up, uh, I was born and raised in a suburb of Michigan, uh, mm -hmm. in Detroit and, uh, my extended family, uh, remained in Kolkata in India. My parents moved to Detroit in the late eighties. Uh, mm -hmm. and I felt like I grew up kind of with one foot, uh, in each culture, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my life at home, uh, I was surrounded by predominantly, uh, Caucasians which was great, uh, but it was just very different uh, from my experiences uh, in India. Yeah, and so yeah. Uh, I always felt like I was either all of one or the other and not quite- um, The perfect quite blend. Anything else, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so for me, beauty was always about uh, personal care. It was always intertwined with personal care. So it's not just about feeling beautiful, but uh, I remember when I would get, you know, a minor cut or scrape, my yeah. dad would put uh, turmeric on it to help yeah. the blood clot. And yeah. so beauty was always intertwined with the broader concept of wellness for me. And mm -hmm. as I got older and started working in finance, actually in New York, uh, I started to really internalize uh, what that meant and what all natural ingredients uh, mean and why they're so much better for us. Yeah. Uh, I, I was working crazy hours, 80, 90 hour weeks. I was eating very poorly, ordering uh, burgers and fries and wings every night. And my skin yeah. was freaking out uh, in ways I'd never experienced, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I started spending money on, you know, the fancy brands. I, I started making my own money and was excited to to, to splurge on a few things and self-reward, but none of that stuff was actually working for me. And so right. uh, I was suddenly feeling in a place where, okay, why is this happening? Uh, I'd never even really suffered from horrible acne through puberty, luckily. And yeah. here I am like 21, 22, like looking, um, looking what I felt like unprofessional and, and not yeah. put together. And it, it really, uh, took a toll on my self-esteem. 
Right, uh, right. But it wasn't so. really until I, I went home um, over the holidays one year and my mom was just, I mean, horrified by my face and started whipping up a turmeric mask for me, actually with turmeric, neem, raw honey, um, mm, all the good stuff, flour, egg white. Yeah, all the good stuff. Uh, and it actually calmed my skin in a way I'd never experienced before. Uh, and it still felt like a little bit of a disconnect in the sense that um Sure, like my mom can make me a mask like this at home, but what about when I go back to New York and I, I'm working like crazy again? How do I access this? Right, uh, and right. It was a it was a pain point that had kind of uh, bubbled over time, but of course I was all making adjustments to my lifestyle, starting to take care of myself better as well. And uh, to my good fortune, when I started in uh, started at business school in the summer of 2017. I met my co-founder, Justin Silver, uh, who was telling me about his experience in finance, specifically yeah. uh, growing and scaling another skincare brand. This one was inspired by Japanese traditions. Yeah. Uh, so like matcha, black charcoal, rice baron oil. And I was just like, wait a minute. There are all these ingredients <laughs> that are so sacred to our culture. Like, yeah, wait not... a minute. Have you heard of India? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Um, and he had, he, he has a lot of Indian friends um, that he's still very close with. I mean, like, ironically, he's been in more Indian weddings than I have even. Oh, I, um, I reached out to Justin on, by the way, on Instagram. And he was so amazing. So hello, Justin. Shout out to you. <laughs> yeah, no, shout out to Justin for sure. Um, he, he actually got me thinking big in the sense of, well, why can't we, why can't you buy that at the store? Like, if these yeah. are so great, um, we should, you know, share them with everyone. And okay. I, I was so, um, I was so caught off guard in the sense that here I was feeling very uniquely positioned to do this thing with a partner who was ready and willing to, to explore this with me. And okay. at this point, it was just, you know, I, I needed to believe in it myself and bet on myself uh, in order to do it in earnest. And so the nice. first year of the business, or I should say, actually, the first year of business school, um, we we dove in right away. This was like week two of the fall semester in 2017. We transferred our business school tuitions into a joint business account and took out loans, uh, wow. enlisted a team of R&D chemists to help me translate the formulas that I knew and loved growing up uh, into that modernized shelf-stable shelf format. Right. Um, I iterated on... 15, 16 uh, samples of formulas of each of the four products. The turmeric mass took that extra 16th, uh, 16th one uh, in order to get it right. I was having focus groups, aka my girlfriends at Wharton, <laughs> trying yeah. the products uh, from yeah. different backgrounds, ethnicities. I wanted to make sure that I was remaining authentic to the ancient Indian rituals that you know we actually created. Uh, yeah. But also remaining accessible and, um, you know, a, a product that can actually fit in the modern lifestyle here in the U.S. And so we launched Avrani.com uh, in that summer between business school. So in, the, in June 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's when I realized the real work started because uh, in beauty, as I've learned, I, as I said, I, I've only experienced professionally in finance. Uh, so it took me a bit to learn that beauty is just so personal and yeah, great yeah. products that work and do what you say they're going to do 
uh, are table stakes, right? There's no longer right. in a business that, you know, just has cool packaging or a beautiful story. Right. So, exactly. Exactly. So now that we had the products in place that I felt really great about, uh, I realized it was time to step back and actually develop a brand that was a lot more authentic to me. And essentially, uh, what you see now on Avrani.com is is that to me. It took about a year. No, it's to very, create. very authentic. It's very authentic. Uh, thank like, you. No, honestly, I want I want to say this to everyone listening because when I first um even the packaging, you know what I mean? I don't want to like go over that because your packaging is phenomenal. Honestly, Rishi. It's it's beautiful. And the reason I say that is because I love that on the side of your like so the box that it comes in, right? So the moisturizer comes in the box and on the side you have an ex- explanation of the history of where these ingredients came from. That is mm-hmm. so, so cool to me. I think I found that to be the coolest packaging idea I've seen in a long time because the thing with Indian, you know, derived um, ingredients is nobody wants to talk about the history of Ayurveda. Nobody wants to um, put on those dates, you know, put the dates on the boxes and and really cite this stuff like it's, a, you know what I mean, like a resource. And so mm-hmm. you doing that in my mind as a consumer, just seeing that and especially as a South Asian woman. I felt like my culture was being represented the right way. You see what oh, I'm saying? Oh, that's so yeah. sweet. And no, that's yeah. exactly what I what I was going for. So I really appreciating you uh, you recognizing that detail. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I, I just I I had I had to shout that out. But yeah, please continue. So um, just tell us more about your brand journey. Yeah. So I'm um, I mean th- that was near the end, I guess, where we're at today. Um, I I started recalibrating and rethinking about what I wanted the brand to look like uh, in the summer of 2018, or excuse me, in the summer of 2019, uh, after we graduated from school and moved back to New York from Philly, um, I could tell that very clearly we had something here. Uh, People were loving the products, especially when they were trying them. I think the most difficult part of that customer funnel, I was starting to realize for us at the time was uh, getting people to try it and getting that discovery um, really in motion. We had a ton of women who, of course, understood what a turmeric mask is of South Asian descent of some sort. But I was starting to understand now, you know, who my customer is and how I should be uh, communicating with them because I myself took for granted that some women don't even know what turmeric is. And then some yeah. have only, you know, heard of it uh, from seeing it on a Starbucks menu, you know? Right, um, right, so there, right. there's an education gap uh, behind these ingredients and why they're so great for skin. Uh, and on top of that, there was a gap I felt myself personally, uh, never really feeling like I could actually be the face of a beauty brand. As I said, yeah, I, I didn't grow up being like, uh, makeup enthusiast. I was I was very much a tomboy, uh, yeah. and and personal care was was beauty. So like uh, doing hair masks, body masks, face masks. That's that's how I uh, interpret beauty. And so yeah. looking yes. at the landscape of beauty brands today, uh, there aren't that many women like that who who don't know at all how to do a winged eyeliner, you know, yeah, but are, yeah. are trying to, to make waves in something else. And at first that really intimidated me. I, I was trying, I, I can't even tell you for how long, maybe even six months of like 
basically trying to copy what I was seeing other beauty brand founders do. And a lot of that is like YouTube tutorials, uh, get ready with me, get unready with me, whatever that might be. And let me tell you, I I am not camera ready (laughs) whatsoever. I'm very shy on camera, not just on camera, but even in large groups. No, there's a reason why there's a reason why this podcast is audio only. I'm the same way. (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I do appreciate that. Um, but, but at first that sort of like my differences were all I could really focus on. And I was seeing it in a negative way of like, okay, well, if you're not going to be able to, you know, do your skincare routine on camera, then what, what even are you doing? You know, I, I, I was just, I was very caught up in, in what everyone else was doing. Um, Well, I want to, I want to say this though, Rishi, that like, I really, really, um, aligned with everything you said because I was kind of the same way and I and I think the the interesting part of skincare for me is that um it has to become for a lot of us it's a personal self-care ritual you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so it's like we can't always put that up on like social media we can't always make a video about it you know thank you for saying that I and and so I I am naturally a a pretty introverted and private person too So yeah. every time I would try to do my, the skincare on camera, it just, it felt like it was disrupting the whole point of it. It, it suddenly wasn't for me anymore. It was for the camera. Right. And that's what would cause all this pent up anxiety. I'm like, well, well when am I ever going to get good at this? And it really wasn't until earlier this year um, in 2020 that I was like, you know, fuck it. If I'm not good at it, why am I pushing myself yeah. or trying to mold myself into this sort of persona? Yeah. I should be leaning into the things that do naturally come to me. Uh, exactly. I just need to figure out what those are. <laughs> and I'm no, of course, out what that is. Uh, yeah. But the point is, like, it, it was just very liberating to let go um, of a lot of the things that were unnecessarily holding me back uh, on yeah. a personal level. I completely, completely understand that. And I actually commend you for kind of sticking to your guns and saying, well, this is how I am. And, you know, I'm going to show that in my work. And and I think that's so important for women right now, because we, unfortunately, the way that media has been for many, many years and the way that the beauty industry was when we were growing up, I mean, there was nothing but examples of how beauty should be. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, having this mindset, you know, I know when I was growing up, I, I tried to, you know, recreate looks and stuff like that, but I wasn't the best at makeup either. But at the end of the day, like, you know, having that process of discovering what looks good on you, how do you like your skin looking? All of that is so personal. You know what I mean? So it's like, just, I really commend you for sticking to your guns because not a lot of women will say that a lot. Many, many women say, well, I learned it from my mom or I learned it from this person, but it's like, at the end of the day, I think we have to learn it from ourselves, you know, yes. by exploring ourselves. Yes. So absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I want to know more about um, when you finally, so when you finally um, were established with Avrani um, and, and then you were trying to um, come up with your, I guess, demographic, right. Of, of customers. Um, did you think a lot about the South Asian um, community and stuff? And did you want to market it to them or did you want to make it a more of like a, you know, just, an all-inclusive line because that's I, I I see it as all-inclusive in terms of everything like your packaging and everything but it's still very appealing to the people who do know you know what I mean like the Indian yeah, people that know the yeah. words and we know about the coconut oil so it's like you know it's like very charming to see that so yeah what, yeah, what were your thoughts you. about that 
Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, it's funny you say that because when we first soft launched Avani.com in 2018, um, I, I was at a very like business mindset and yeah. not, not an astute one at that either in the sense that I really wanted to be everything to everyone because of course I want to have the most number of customers, the most number of sales, you know, right. like I wanted to thrive as a businesswoman. And of course that, that sort of journey through the first year, um, helped me understand myself, yeah. why, um, the brand needed to be authentic to me because I was feeling increasingly disconnected from it. Yeah. Um, and so as part of the rebrand, uh, I, I wanted to own who I was in a much more unapologetic way. Instead of trying to be everything to everyone, I wanted Avrani to be a creative expression of myself yeah. uh, in the most authentic way. And if people resonate with it, great. If they don't, that's fine too. But I was no longer concerned uh, with, you know, is it Indian enough? Is it yes. not Indian? Like all yes. the things that were in the forefront of my mind during the first year of the business suddenly were no longer important. And that, and, and when I stopped thinking about it that way, that's when I've started receiving a lot of feedback, like the one you just gave me of, oh, it's yeah. so accessible to non-Indians too. And it's like, that's so funny because I, I didn't, I didn't create it with that intention anymore. Yeah, you weren't it. making a Daisy only line. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was creating it for me. It, like Avrani yeah. is very much the, the beauty brand that I needed to see growing up. And so mm. uh, because I feel like even through my own personal struggle of understanding my identity as an Indian American woman, um, yeah. I've started to also um, honor the Indian Americanness as a oneness. I think yes, a lot. God, of people... I love. I love hearing this. You have no idea, dude. I cannot tell you how refreshing it is to hear you say that. I don't understand why more women are not saying that that are yeah. Indian American. But yes, please continue. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well. Well, yeah, I mean, as I'm sure you can sympathize, um, and as I alluded to in the beginning part of this conversation, it's always, you know, I'm American here or I'm Indian here. Like, I'll, yes. I'll go home and I'll we'll be doing a puja and I'll be, I'll have a bindi on and then I'm like, I'm Indian. And then I'll go to school yeah. and I'm wearing like Adidas track pants and a baseball cap and all that. And right. I'm American. And exactly. I'm, I it never did I feel like completely you know, whole in myself, because I was always trying to uh, compartmentalize those parts of my, yeah. of, of my being. And so I think the important thing is, and it's not just for Indian Americans, it's for anyone who feels uh, like they're straddling the divide between different things, you know, and different they, cultures, you know, mixed yeah. race individuals. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a little bit of, oh, I'm half this, I'm half that, or the hyphen kind of makes it feel like, you know, you're not really one of anything when yeah. really your identity and your lived experience is its own niche genre. Yes. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes. I completely agree. I think that is the fundamental um, premise on which anything. See, I'm going to just honestly go on a tangent. I think that is really what is needed to end racism i'm not even gonna lie to you because if we don't acknowledge that we are a blended 
you know, we are blended people and we, no matter who we are, you know, my, both of my parents are Indian, right? But it's like, I was raised in America. So at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit um, across from a Caucasian woman and be mean to her because she doesn't look like right. me, right? Yeah. So it's like that mentality. And that that's why it's so important. So I love everything that you're saying. I completely am right on board with you on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think... I even like, I, I'm trying to bring this out with the brand a bit more right now. You know, we just launched a few months ago, so I'm still kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall, trying to figure out <laughs> what's resonating. Yeah. Uh, but this idea of duality and how it really runs through us in so many different ways, not just how we look and where we're from, but our personalities. Yeah. Uh, I would love to bring that to the forefront because not just to end racism, just to restore that sort of faith in humanity that it's okay that you know we can be inspiring but also gentle right like we don't get to see enough examples of women right being very strong-willed but then also extremely maternal like we like to bucket each other in in these like one labels and then also suggest that because they are that they can also not be essentially the opposite of that and well I I was talking to Priscilla Martinez yesterday and we talked about exactly what you're saying we were it was like you know um she she has a Mexican um background in terms of her heritage and we were talking about how it's so hard for women because when we're career oriented we get, you know, we get kind of this extra stuff piled on us, right? And it's like, you know, why can't we just do all of it in our own way without somebody constantly judging us, right? It's like, you, you don't need to fit a mold. You need to be an individual. That's, I think that's really the bottom line of it. Absolutely. And the way that we sort of give men the freedom to be individuals, they can yes. be great fathers and great businessmen and very gentle and open uh, we don't we don't give women the same sort of flexibility for some reason. And I think yeah. it starts with us women acknowledging it to each other before we're able to help others really understand just how multifaceted we can be. Right, right. Exactly. I completely agree. And I think that's really where women empowerment is. I mean, that's really the meaning of it, right? It's like, yes. we we have so many campaigns out there that are like, you know, um, doesn't matter what your size is, but at the end of the day, why are you focusing on size? Like, you know, that's the kind of thing I think about is like, why why are we making an issue out of something that shouldn't even be an issue? Um, and that's not just one example, that's for everything, including beauty, right? So like, mm-hmm. um, coming back to skincare, um, it doesn't have to be it, like just because a brand is founded in Ayurveda, just because there are Ayurvedic ingredients in a brand, it does not have to be fitting into this one, you know what I mean, mold image where it's like you're, you're either completely Ayurveda or you're not like your, your right. brand has amazing ingredients. You guys use these amazing ingredients, the coconut oil. I mean, I grew up with my mother giving me a coconut hair uh, oil massage every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm not looking for coconut oil in the little parachute bottle everywhere I go. Right. And, and I think one of the, uh, one of the things that inspired us the most, I mean, starting a business, there are so many factors to consider. And one of them is just the macro sort of tailwinds and the place we're at as a society. I myself wasn't sure if, you know, this was the time to introduce something like, I beauty or an Indian inspired mm-hmm. modernized brand, but 
we saw over the last five to 10 years, the rise of K-beauty or Korean inspired beauty to the yep. point where there are entire sections of K-beauty yes. um, at global retailers, right? Exactly. And, and J-beauty as well, dude. Yes. It's like and everything. as well. And you know what? Let me tell you, I started an iBeauty movement hashtag on Instagram. I'm going to start tagging everybody in that. <laughs> Please. Oh my gosh. And Seriously, don't I really, <laughs> yeah, I really think we need to do it because I'm totally, I started this iBeauty page on Facebook. No one joined. <laughs> that was so but I, that's the thing. It, it, I've come to learn that we need like a hundred Indian brands, right? Yes. It's not just one brand that's going to make an entire category. If we're going to disrupt the global beauty industry with yeah. a category that they've never seen before, we need to work together and yep. collaborate and partner. Uh, I used to, of course, you know, when I, again, the early days of, of self-launching of Rani, I looked at other Indian beauty brands as my competitors. And now yep. I'm realizing, no, they're my friends. The real competitors are these large incumbent brands uh, who are run by teams of white men and yeah. have, you know, a foothold in the beauty space today when they don't even, you know, know what they're talking about and there's no authenticity there. Those are my real competitors who I want to yeah. take market share away from. The other Indian beauty brands I need to help us all make noise and create the category so that eventually non-Indian people around the world catch on to the yeah. beauty of Ayurveda and in many ways, the original form of what clean beauty is. Well, yeah. And also, can we please stop saying that, you know, Ayurveda is the only Indian beauty? I'm not saying you're not saying this, but like there are so many people out there that really think that Indian beauty just means Ayurveda. No, yeah. India was the first one to introduce the number zero to the world. Let me just highlight that. <laughs> that um, we were the first that. ones to so have these, like, you know, Ramanujan came from India, which we're still using his equations today to figure out black holes. I mean, we have so much to offer as a culture. So can we please just expand that? Right. It's like mm -hmm. Ayurveda is not the only way that we can make people yeah I, I look at you know? ayurveda as a as a part of indian beauty it is not yeah. the whole of indian beauty right. uh, and because ayurveda is so complex and yeah. holistic uh it's it's easy to assume that you know everything coming out of india is ayurvedic it, like at this point to me it doesn't really matter uh yeah. it's just that what we've seen in the market today in the u.s um, people latching on to Ayurveda as this like mystical ancient thing that's like super intricate when yeah. when really it's like no it's it's pretty accessible and and you can use it too uh, yeah. it, it's easy to get distracted by all the intricacies sometimes and and that's a big part of why I'm trying to pioneer the idea of eye beauty without using the word Ayurveda because yes. I want yes. to penetrate the hearts and minds of, of people who are now more willing and open to try trying other cultures, but I don't want to intimidate them so quickly. Of course. And that's actually the, you know, I, I have an MBA and from the business standpoint, I can honestly say that I think that is the best business strategy because you can't alienate people. You know, you can't, we can't keep alienating people in the sense that, well, you're not cool enough to have this, <laughs> like, you know, or yeah, like, I mean, you don't know enough you... to have this. Like, it's so stupid, right? Right. right. I but... mean, tell me what you think about this might be a little bit off tangent, but mm -hmm. I feel like in Indian culture specifically, we ourselves aren't proud enough of our beauty and our culture to yeah. own it 
until uh, Bollywood. someone I'm going to say does. one word to you, Bollywood. That's all I'm going to say to you. L- listen, I literally, I'm so irritated at the fact that we don't like embrace our own designs, our own culture in a media platform way you know what I mean like we don't like why is it that we have tv shows on Netflix with women who are talking about all the stuff that in the Indian culture nobody talks about right but it's like that's not how Indian women or I see myself as an Indian woman I completely I know what you're saying I know what you're saying because it's 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 bs and it doesn't represent us and at the end of the day I would rather see an Indian woman wearing an amazing couture design or an amazing you know makeup line like lipstick that was created by an Indian founder that has you know a huge Mm -hmm. diverse background rather than wearing the you know the cliche you know what I mean whatever right, that is right yeah and 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 I've, I've been seeing uh I've been inspired by some some more Indian founders designers uh business women who are coming to the forefront like the other day uh I saw um anthropology just um just brought on uh a, an Indian designer where the clothes of that line are actually made in Indian India by an Indian designer, as opposed wow. to a lot of the stuff we see in the U.S., where yeah. it's definitely Indian inspired, but it's made in China, and there's yeah. no no attribution to the culture whatsoever. Exactly, um, and exactly. it's only when Indian people start seeing that, you know, at Zara, at Nordstrom, that they're like, "Oh, this is cool," and and yeah. I want people to 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 think a little bit more um, originally in that sense of you're allowed to say it's cool and awesome uh, without yeah. the validation. Well, it's, it's really, com- I completely agree. hundred percent agree with you. And I also, it's like, not just Indian culture. If I wanted to buy a kilt, I would go to Scotland. <laughs> would, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I would not be getting it from an American distributor who is mimicking the design of this, right? So like going back to like, for example, just, you know, kurtas, for example, we see those everywhere, right? Every designer for a long time was making their own version of a kurta. And it was like, I've never in my life bought a that design, like that shirt design from any American brand because, it comes from India. So why wouldn't mm-hmm. I just get it from India? <laughs> like, right, wouldn't right. I just go to India and get it? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think, you know, coming back to skincare and I, especially Avrani, I, I really think it's important to realize um, for everybody listening out there that, you know, your brand, something, what you're doing is extremely rare. Seriously, Rishi, like this is, this is exactly, in my opinion, how our community and our Indian American community should be represented, I think, in skincare, because there's so much um, just, it's not just Ayurveda, there's so much science. And that was the point I was trying to get to earlier. Um, a long time ago, I published a paper before anyone was talking about these natural extracts in skincare. I published a paper um, about natural extracts and their effect on mycobacterium and staph aureus and all these bacteria that are involved with like acne and stuff, right? And I remember at the time, it was like, of course, I got inspiration from, you know, obviously Indian, you know, ingredients. But when I published that, I realized that there's a huge medicinal benefit that can be quantified and it can be put out there in the scientific literature and we can stop calling it Ayurveda. We can seriously start saying things like, this is an extract. This is an extract yeah. of meat. This yeah. is an extract of turmeric or mint or eucalyptus. You know what I'm saying? So 
like shifting that shifting that conversation you know and 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 that's my that's why I'm, I'm just in love with your brand honestly <laughs> I, um, really... I appreciate that yeah I mean the conversations need to shift uh first right before yeah. we're able to have more brands that grow beyond you know our culture and our early adopters um I, so I'm really happy that you're doing this and you're having these conversations Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for having it with me. I mean, shit, dude, like I can't find people to have kind of candid conversations. Like nobody wants to talk about it. Everyone wants to be politi politically correct or socially correct. And it's like, you know, the time for yeah. that is gone, especially in skincare, because right now dermatologists are coming up out of the, you know, out of the ground and they're really making a claim for how what skincare means and stuff. And I think this is the ideal time for brands such as yourself because you guys are using ingredients that have genuine merit behind them, scientific merit. You know what I'm saying? So like- Yeah, and, and that's it, actually yeah. one of the, the benefits, right? Like I'm not a yeah. chemist, my co-founder isn't, uh, yeah. but we have centuries of use and proven benefits uh, from our heritage to lean on yeah. from that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And you have a reference point. That's the most important thing, the reference point. And, you know, that's why, like, there's brands, you know, the ones that are rooted in, like, Chinese medicine and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, even K-Beauty, which you brought up, I mean, they're not compromising their own technology and their in right. innovation. You know what I mean? Right, right. They're, yeah. they're very true to, to what their people want. And if other people want it too, great, they'll share it. But they're yeah. not trying to impress anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. So what's next then, uh, Rishi, for Avrani? What's next? I mean, you guys have such an amazing line already. Um, is there something you're uh, kind of coming up with right now or, you know, anything you can yeah. share with us? So yeah. we have uh, a bunch of products in the pipeline that we've been doing R&D on for a couple years now. Okay. Uh, and so I'm excited to share we'll be launching a cleanser next year, early next year. Ooh. Um, that was inspired actually by our community. So as part of the Avrani ritual, which starts with an exfoliator, yeah. uh, we kept the turmeric exfoliator. We kept getting responses or questions from our community asking, you know, what do you use to remove your makeup? What's yeah. the cleanser you recommend to use before the exfoliator? And so yeah. that's what got us started on exploring sandalwood, amla, uh, yeah. amazing ingredients that we would love to bring to the forefront in, in the form of a cleanser. So really, really thrilled to be able to introduce that soon. Uh, we, we're also working on expanding across verticals. So hair is, of course, as I'm sure you can appreciate. Yes. Oh my gosh. Please do hair. Especially yeah, for it's oh so my gosh. huge in South Asian culture. And yes. uh, my mom's mom uh, still has hair down to the floor. It's, it's still yeah. luscious, thick, strong, like, healthy. It's yeah. amazing. Yes. And um, I, I just can't wait to be able to introduce some of the ingredients that she has in there, you know, including coconut oil, castor oil. I was oil, just going to say that. I was like, please put coconut oil in there. Cause like that, I I'm telling you, it works so good. <laughs> and, and not just coconut oil, but coconut milk and coconut water are really great for the scalp as well. So Ooh, just really, really thrilled to bring these, uh, to the forefront. I think that uh, one of the decisions, early decisions that I had made was to avoid color cosmetics. And I, I think I want to stick by that uh, yeah. because as part of our ethos around elevating our natural beauty and uh, connecting beauty with wellness, uh, yeah. color cosmetics 
does not seem to be in line. So that was an easy thing to to um, rule out kind of as a constraint. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and then of course there's body care in general. I mean, we have skin oh all gosh. over, and right now mm-hmm. uh, we're highly focused on our faces, but um, not not just body care itself, but body tools uh, that can help you know activate blood flow, create that yes. inflammatory uh, lymphatic sort of release that we we get from massages and stretching and exercising. There's yeah. so much wisdom in Ayurveda uh, to be brought that yeah. it's it's honestly we're at a point where it's just what do we do first and and when and how can we do it. <laughs> I completely I'm I'm so excited seriously I you, you have to you have to let me know when these things come out because absolutely. I'm so excited yes absolutely um, I'd love also, to send you an early sample of the of the cleanser too oh yes I would love that I want to just ask you something actually what do you think about this um you know how like turmeric okay so turmeric is like this huge concept um obviously we just talked about that but you know how in Indian weddings they use milk to wash off the turmeric from the bride yes do you yes. think there's any like skin benefit to that? Like, I have no idea why they do that. I know it's a cultural thing, but like, I always wondered like if that's even part of Ayurveda. Like, I'm so curious. I that is actually driven by because of the staining that turmeric leaves typically, yeah. and milk it has properties that prevent the pigment from sticking onto the skin. That's a little bit stronger oh, wow. than water. So oh, because wow. because it's the wedding you know, period of time, um, especially we don't want to be stained with the orange. Uh, Milk is a great agent to do that faster. That's amazing. I did not know that. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's so cool. Thank you for answering that. Of course. Of course. Well, thank you, Rushi. This was amazing. Seriously, you are such a rock star. And please say hi to Justin for me. I love everything you guys are doing. I mean that. Like, seriously. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. And everybody out there, please, please, please go check out Avrani Beauty. Um, Please follow them on Instagram. Um, You know, whatever you can do. This is an amazing line. It's truly, truly something that's um, needed in the skincare world. So please follow them. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on um, whatever platform you listen to us on. We're on Spotify, iTunes, a um, uh, bunch of stuff, seven different platforms. <laughs> so pick one and just leave us a rating. Thank you, Rishi, so much. Uh, Thank I, you. For I, I hope me. we can talk again soon. That would be amazing. Absolutely. I would love to stay in touch. Awesome. Talk to you guys next time. There's a school in Northern Virginia that's making college better. They offer over 100 certificate and degree programs. They make tuition affordable and manageable through smaller payments over time. They make online learning accessible and enjoyable. And across six campuses, you can learn great careers like nursing, cybersecurity, skilled trades, and more. Northern Virginia Community College. It's the affordable, achievable, flexible, doable, possible, incredible college. Nova. We make college better. Apply now at boldlynova.com.